We are back. Season two, baby. Season <sighs> fucking two. Season premiere. Our co-host Amanda's back as usual. Yep. And, of course, our first time guest, Kimberly Kim Pepper. <laughs> Thanks, Christopher Chris. <laughs> Christopher Chris McGonagall, the host. Oh, Sneak fun. Review Yay. is a show where we, we watch the latest movie trailers and we kind of discuss a movie a little bit and then we take a time machine into the future and see the movie and we come back and we, we talk about what we thought of it. So oh, we're okay. reviewing movies before anybody could possibly have seen them. Okay, except for us who have a time machine. Time machine. Okay. Yeah, we got it in a yeah. junkyard. It's a long story. You okay. can see it over there. It's it's very <laughs> weird looking. Very nice. Oh, wow, look at that. Yeah, see? Yeah, no. Sitting over there, you didn't <laughs> yeah. even know it. Wow, so it's got a flux compressor and everything. <laughs> for the first se- for the first episode of season 2, we are talking about a movie where European mercenaries searching for black powder become embroiled in the defense of the Great Wall of China against a horde of monstrous creatures. That's right, guys. We're talking <laughs> the Great Wall. Kim, give me your past with uh, Great Walls. Like, I like the walls in my house. Okay. But, um, Do you think these are great walls? These are actually pretty good walls. Yeah. These are pretty I've been good working walls. on these. Uh, if only Matt Damon could save me from the monstrous creatures <laughs> living outside from of me. yourself. I mean, um, yeah, walls are good, except for when they're meant to keep people out. But then they're kind of good. So then I don't know. Have you ever been to the Great Wall of China? No. No, actually, I haven't, which is really upsetting. I me wish neither. I had gone. Mm. Yeah. No, but um, there's a lot of fortified walls that I've been to. For example, Hadrian's Wall in Northumberland, which oh, is uh, there, there in England, go. and it was like the border that uh, Hadrian made during the Roman Empire when they occupied. It was like the edge of the Roman Empire, and yeah. it was to keep out the Scots and stuff. The oh, walls keep things out the now, I'm realizing. Scots. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, yeah. And then also, oh, castle walls and stuff. Today's my birthday. It's <laughs> Who are you? I'm the motherfucker that found this place, sir. Uh, so this is the Chastcast, uh, our mini podcast inside of a podcast where we talk about Jessica Chastain. What <laughs> it, <laughs> I was waiting for that. What I do like... you think? Actress Jessica Chastain, <laughs> the greatest actress of our time. Do you agree? Disagree? I'll give you some ideas in case you have no idea who Jessica Chastain is. No, she was really Zero great di- in, yeah, um, right in, everything. Uh, in Crimson. Crimson Peak, yeah. Peak. Yeah, there we go. Crimson Peak. She yeah. was great in that and super scary yeah. and totally... And that was really creepy. Yeah. Um, Spoilers, Kim. Yeah. Spoilers. It's, it's not that great. I mean, it's all right. <laughs> and she, yeah, she's like super crazy in that one. What's it called? Interstellar? She was great in that? Yeah, yeah. Can you guess what this news. segment's about? News. Furious. The news. Furious. The news. Yeah. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> Uh, we belong here. <laughs> so we are going to talk Fast and Furious. So, Kim, what's your fast past? <laughs> Just came up with that. <laughs> the greatest. What is fast past? Uh, how many Fast and Furious movies have you seen? Oh, I'm bad at that. Okay. I've only seen like half of one. Which one? The first one? No, the one where Paul Walker is not alive anymore. Okay, the last but one. But like in it. Yeah, that okay. one, because I saw that on the plane, but the sound wasn't really working, so all I was doing was like watching it, uh, and it was actually kind of good. I, I couldn't hear anything anyone was saying, but yeah. Yeah, I highly really recommend <laughs> highly recommend it. Hey, the lines, the dialogue's great, okay. Here's some updates real quick on The Fate of the Furious, the worst-named Fast and the Furious movie. 
Casting-wise, I think there's some interesting people in it because, at least according to IMDb, Charlie's Theron's in this one, which we, we know is, I think she's the villain or somehow involved. Uh, Helen Mirren, Scott Eastwood, and apparently they're bringing back Lucas Black from Tokyo Drift. For some reason, they love this guy who has the worst accent ever. Well, now the timelines have sort of converged, so... Yeah, but he w- he was only in the seventh one for a second. That's why I'm surprised that it's like, wait, why are they bringing him back again? Just like, love him. I don't know. Is this yeah. the eighth one that's coming out? Yeah. Yes. Okay, what's the name of it again? The Fate of the Furious. The Fate of... Oh, because Fate... F-8. Fast, yeah, Fate, Fate, yeah. and eight. Ah. Yeah. I like it. I've done a better Stupid. job with that pun. Yeah, anyway. Well, and also <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Christopher Hivju, who's on Game of Thrones, the guy with the red hair, the Tormund Giants Bane, oh, John Snow, he's going to be in it. So I don't know. There's some interesting casting choices. Uh, and then like they're bringing back Kurt Russell as Mr. Nobody or whatever his dumb name was in the last one. Is Tormund going to play um, a wildling in the Fast and the Furious? I believe like, so. Yeah. Him into a car he and just shows like, up what? in his coat <laughs> yeah. with all that fur. And like slashing cars, tires and stuff. Yeah. So I think that's likely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I've been trying, I'm trying to fill the hole a little bit that is left by not having a Fast and the Furious movie last year. So I went to see Triple X, The Return of Xander Cage with Amanda, my co-host. Yes, we did. Kind of thinking maybe Triple X will be like a new Fast and the Furious because it's also Vin Diesel produced. And I got to say the Fast and the Furious magic just... It really is something, because in the fifth Fast and the Furious, that, that's when they brought in everybody and made it like an ensemble yeah. movie. And since then, it's been like, like the dialogue is really dumb, but like it makes you laugh at parts. There's really <laughs> funny parts. Triple X, some of the worst dialogue I have ever <laughs> heard in my life. <sighs> the worst female characters ever. I mean, Fast and the Furious isn't great either, but like Triple X was like the worst female characters in any movie I've ever seen. It, it was, yeah. What is the that plot be- of that movie? Uh, well, the first Triple X was when so Vin glad D- you asked. <laughs> yeah. What uh, is the, the Oscar-winning plot that? So that the first Triple X is Vin Diesel, is Xander okay. Cage, the famous extreme sport guy. Okay. He does all these crazy stunts and things. He like surfs down. I don't know. He does things that are dangerous. Samuel L. Jackson comes and recruits him to be a spy for the government in the Triple X program. So he's oh. the first Triple X, Xander Cage. But, but is it also Agents of Shield? <laughs> or is that like, like that? <laughs> yeah, like almost like, like that. other agency he runs. The third Triple X <laughs> is Xander Cage comes back okay. and he's doing stunts and he's saving the day. Uh-huh. And that's the one that just came out. So we're <laughs> gonna play a little game today, guys. Yay! Uh, I haven't done a game in a while. This movie has received some <laughs> criticism for being. Just another movie where a white man comes in and saves the day. So we're going to call it whitewashing. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to play a game called White Man Saves the Day. Uh, so I'm going to start describing a movie and you have to give me the title of okay. a movie where some uh, a white person has to go into a different environment and kind of <laughs> different environment. Yeah, well, cuz some of you'll see. Okay. Jeez, so quick to jump down my throat. Trust in the process, Kim. I'm going to put uh, 45 seconds on the clock. And I need to say before this, there are a lot of choices. So, like, there's a lot that aren't on here. So just, you know, keep an open mind. Girl. Okay, Michelle Pfeiffer has to save urban students from a shitty education. (sighs) Not Stand By Me. It's that other one. Okay, I'll go. I'll pass. Uh, Tom Cruise goes to Japan to train Japanese warriors to fight. Tom Cruise? Oh, no, it's uh, Last Samurai? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Emma Stone assists African-American maids. Oh, with help. 
Yeah, Hillary Swank has to save urban students from a shitty education. Oh, that Same one where she goes to a school and then like what's her face, what's his face from Grey's Anatomy is her husband, yes. and they rap together. I don't know. Yeah. Keanu Reeves <laughs> must coach an inner city little league team. Oh, little giants! No, that's why. Why am I not terrible at these names? Sam Worthington must save an indigenous tribe on the moon of Pandora. Oh, Evan, 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 Because you were the first out of everybody here to reach in to get the not Avengers. <laughs> you say grace. I think you got three of them. Oh, so you got proud. the help, Last Samurai. You missed uh, Dangerous Minds. Oh, that's um, it. The nearly identical Freedom Riders. <laughs> Hardball with Keanu Reeves, which ah. I never remember the title yeah, of. I'm always going to say fastball, that? but it's hardball. Then I had Sandra Bullock takes an African-American football player into her house ah. in the blind side. That's a blind side, yeah. And Kevin Costner goes to Frontier as part of Army, joins the Sioux. Uh, uh, call of the, no, not Call of the Wild, the Run with the Wolves or something. Yeah, Dances yeah. with Dances Wolves. Dances with Wolves. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. Here we go. <laughs> Let's talk about Great Wall, finally. The director, Zhang Yimou. Yeah, he did directed Hero, House of Flying Daggers, Curse of the Golden Flower, which are all like very well known, at least in America, martial arts movies. Maybe they're like the more uh, high budget ones or something. Mm. As any movie nowadays, it has like a million writers, but I picked out some of the highlights. Like the story, one of them is Max Brooks, who did World War Z, Zombie Survival Guide, Mel Brooks's son. He wrote on SNL for a few years. And then the screenplay, one of the guys that wrote the screenplay is Tony Gilroy from Rogue One. He wrote that, which, that, that was pretty good. So, actors now. Then Tian Jing is the second build, who is in Pacific Rim 2, and he's kind of not in a lot of American movies, it seemed like. Pedro Pascal from Game of Thrones. William Defoe, Willem Defoe. Willem Andy Lau from House of Flying Daggers and the Warlords. Eddie Pang is kind of relatively unknown, more Asian movies. And then Numan Akar, who was like one of the bad guys in Homeland a couple years ago. So we're going to watch the trailer and talk about what we think about it. So, Kim, what do you think? <laughs> it's great... so fucking bad. It's unreal, but also amazing, and I can't wait to see it. Uh, yes, Kim had never seen the trailer, and <laughs> she very much <laughs> was like, broke what? Her. Yeah, when the, mo- when the monster first grabbed the guy <laughs> off of the wall, she was very shocked. It was very enjoyable. I just don't get it. Like, what are, are they, like, baby Godzillas, or are they, like... <laughs> Little Komodo dragons? Like, what are they? That's I racist. think that's racist, yeah. yeah. That's what, <laughs> what? I was going to say. That's what Komodo dragons are shaped like. No, I know. <laughs> yeah, they looked like Komodo dragons. I, I agree. But way bigger and scary. And they mm. had bombs. Yeah. Do, and fire. No, that was the uh, Chinese. I, yeah, I think that's what they, they, were, they were throwing the, at them. Yeah, the black oh, powder. Oh, okay, right. But I just think the jumping off of the wall with like the ropes and like shooting it's, it looks it looks like an awesome action movie that for coming out in February it's probably going to be a fun fun little flick I think it looks beautiful like the all yeah. of the visual aspects of yeah. it looks so it beautiful and you know me like I'd take a sword and a bow war movie over a gun movie Ooh, gun war yeah. movie any any day so oh, like yeah. all of like the bow and arrow tricks like i can't wait for it yeah what was my favorite um the well the chinese generals their um helmets they had their ponytails come out of the top of the helmet yes, and that was pretty fabulous girl, That's like a yeah uh, those yeah they have the best helmets 
Yeah, I feel like it's a bit illogical because then someone could just grab it. Sure. But I mean, they're lizards, so like, how opposable are their thumbs? So well, we don't know. Mm. Yeah. yeah, we need to see the movie yeah. first. What if they're all thumbs? Like legitimately, <gasps> it's just like oh, oh, oh thumb, thumbs. thumb lizards. <laughs> they would be great at thumb war. Thumb war. <laughs> Maybe so, this whole movie is just a thumb war movie. Ooh, big thumb war. One, two, three, four. I that wasn't a good war. joke. You can take that out. I wanted to. <laughs> we edit out all the bad jokes. This wouldn't be a podcast, Amanda. I, what I'm curious about is in the trailer, they're like, oh, the wall is the only thing saving the rest of yeah. the world from these monsters. But like, couldn't they just go another way? If the, right. Because the Great Wall of China ends at the sea. But yeah. like, essentially, you can just walk around it. But they're lizards, they can't swim, so maybe they'd be afraid of the water. Why wouldn't they just not go into China and go to, through <laughs> Russia? Like, if it's not saving the world, like, they could just go the other way. Well, right? maybe they don't like the cold. Oh! Lizards can't go in the cold, so they'd be like, oh, we can't go through Siberia. You know what? The thing is with this, though, it does look, um, with the it being like a white savior kind of thing, like the white knight coming and, like, saving the people who can't do it themselves, um, the... It actually doesn't kind of, it doesn't look like it's going to be as bad as that. Yes. I, I think people just have a shock at first when they hear about a movie like that. But I think a lot of the people didn't know it was about monsters. I think they yeah. thought it was about the actual <laughs> Great Wall of China, which right. this is a, t- a period piece and stuff. But I don't think people knew it was a silly movie about lizards. <laughs> but my question is, right, so <laughs> where are they supposed to be from? Because it goes, well, they came from thousands of miles away. They're both of American accents. Where the hell are they from? This is supposed to be like... They are European mercenaries. From America? <laughs> from European. Because <laughs> they have very from American European. accents. <laughs> it says it in the description. <laughs> European. From thousands of miles away. But they have very, very thick American accents. So it doesn't I'm really... glad that Matt Damon, Damon didn't try an English accent because that would have been been really painful to sit through. I'm just glad he was like, this is my wheelhouse. I'm from Boston. (laughs) I would hope he would do like a thick Boston accent in this great wall (laughs) period piece. Same fight, Maddie. Yeah. It's wicked good. (laughs) Actually, I think Matt Damon usually makes really good choices in movies. So I think for this is probably on the like, sillier side of movies he's picked but i still think i like i think that's what makes me have a little bit of faith in it his other stuff is generally very solid there's nothing i can think of that's terrible that he was in right can you think of one terrible movie he was in i don't think we he built has. a zoo or we built a farm was that not was that, that terrible i apparently it was panned i mean i haven't oh. seen it i didn't watch but it's it like i feel like that's like a family movie that gets a pass because a lot of big people would do family i don't it's know a family but movie. she came up with one dude like <laughs> That's a pretty bad one. Are you? Have you guys seen We Bought a Zoo? Let's. Do you guys want to watch We Bought a Zoo <laughs> right now? And then, um, on ter- in terms of like silly though, um, what was it? Euro Trip. Like he was in oh, Euro yeah, Trip. Yeah, he was, and he sings the song. He has all those fake piercings. Yeah, and the, and the tattoos and stuff. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> but the fact that he picked that character, like that's the silly side of Matt Damon, and I don't. But that think... was also really funny. Oh yeah, it was yeah, hilarious. So... Yeah, yeah, I think that that's like a I think he's that's different. Yeah, he's into um he's into comedy stuff. Like I noticed yeah. he's on Colbert a lot. He'll like play along with a lot of Colbert's bits right. and like he's always who is it? Jimmy Kimmel that yeah, has Jimmy an Kimmel ongoing that, thing. Like every time he's like, "And we didn't have time for Matt Damon." And then Yeah, <laughs> so I, I just think Matt Damon's like a funny guy. So like that is like a it was kind of like a smaller 
comedy movie a little bit so i feel like maybe he was like yeah i'll, I'll do like a comedy yeah. you know but to your point like i i really can't think of something that just like absolutely bombed that yeah he was in that's what i mean there's a couple things that are like okay like we bought a zoo i haven't seen it but yeah i mean i guess it probably doesn't have the best reviews but i just don't think there's anything that bad even Interstellar, which I didn't like, he was at least good in. Oh, that's kind of a spoiler that he's in it, I guess. He's not, <laughs> he's not really credited. So I think that's enough talking about the Great Wall trailer. So we're going to have to use my he favorite. didn't even play Talking Trails. I'm sad. Um, time <laughs> out. Talking Trails. Talking Trails. That's when we talk about the trailers. Oh, yeah. I love it. I, and That's I didn't cool. use the term talking trails once, I don't think, no, which is a very disappointing. Yeah. That's my favorite Aww. segment. That's We're great. talking trails, guys. Well, we finished talking trails, but we I just wanted trails, to yeah. I wanted to give Kim the proper introduction. Aww. Yes, so we just talked trails. That's awesome. Oh, I'm so excited they talk trails. <laughs> for the first, this is the first time <laughs> for everybody. Did it. You should get trail mix whenever you talk trails. <laughs> God. Such a great idea. Why yeah. didn't we think of that before? Kim, we need you. <laughs> it's a bit crunchy, though. So if you like, you're what this country needs right now <laughs> to make it great again, make yeah. sneak yeah. review great again. Sneak review the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my commercial. <laughs> we, it's going to play during other podcasts. Mark Marin's going to be talking, and then just all of a sudden, sneak review. Mm. Okay, guys. So we're done talking trails. So let's. Go into the future. <gasps> I'm so excited. So there's out. one thing I wanted to warn you about, Kim. The seat, your seatbelt doesn't work. Oh, shit. So You're going to have to tie it together. Yeah. Take, no, take this part. And we are back yo. from yo, yo, yo. the future. How did you enjoy your first time travel situation, Kim? We always was, ask people. It was good. I'm a bit nauseous. But sad that I didn't know about the uh, broken, uh, what's it called, seatbelt until halfway through the journey. But it's, yeah, okay. it's all right. I only threw up once. It's natural, though. I think and like, we soon. fixed your broken leg, so it's like, yeah, yeah, no, it's deal. fine. Uh, yeah. You're not going to sue us. Any Harry yeah. Potter fans? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> We're back. Um, you obviously got nauseous a little bit, but... Yeah. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but that was a fun movie. God, I loved it. It was a movie that happened. <laughs> Kim, I don't think you're giving Matt Damon as much credit as he deserves. No, uh, he was a good actor in it from Europe, and I'm doing air quotes. Um, mm. But like, yeah, cause he's from somewhere in Europe, but has an American accent, and so doesn't the other guy. Pedro Pascal. Pas- Pedro Pascal, thank you. Um, so that's confusing. But maybe they lost their Europeanness on their travels. Okay, so, that could happen. I kind of understand that. Yeah, they're like a mishmash of all the cultures that they've stolen things from, or something. You Ooh, know? that could be a good call. Like yeah. mixing all the accents together, and then they can be American. Yeah, there's the historical inaccuracies in the lizard attacking movie. It was just a bit from much for me. Yeah, I know. Like, why weren't the lizards black instead of green? I mean, everyone knows those giant lizards that attacked the Great Wall of China were black, right? Not great. Historically, yeah. Historically? Yes. <laughs> I'm talking about yeah. the historical inaccuracies. Yeah. These are alternative facts, guys. Yes. No, but really, this was a good movie. What? Uh, no, I just loved it. Yeah, Go you ahead. lit up when I said I... that, so you must have agreed. <laughs> I just, yeah. <laughs> what was I... your uh, favorite element of the story? I just loved, like, keep free falling off of the Great Wall. Oh, like, yeah. I love <laughs> that aspect. Like, everything about it. The feeling of it, the look of it, who was doing it, why they were doing it. Just keep 
jumping off the wall <laughs> and let me follow you. Like I loved it with her blue armor. Oh, so it's sassy. Oh, yeah. Pretty. She, I loved she it. And her cape and every all of their capes were fabulous. That mm. is true. I want to get a cape now. Let's get capes. Ooh, we should wear a cape. I have, a, I have a cape. <gasps> Do you have a cape? Where no is it? Cares. No one cares. Cape. No one cares. Wait, is it a fabulous cape or is it like a sheet? It's a fabulous cape. I'll get it. What kind of cape is it? Uh, my friend made it for me. It's. Uh, I'll show you later. What does it look like? Is it like an elven cape? Like what's going on? <gasps> does it like, have a leaf clip like in? Uh, no, it's like a superhero cape <laughs> specifically designed for me. I'm not interested. Oh my interested. god, that's awesome! I'm so interested in seeing that. I feel like I should just switch co-hosts to Kim. <laughs> Because she's a lot more supportive than my actual co-host. <laughs> what is it? Bye. Silk? I'm is out. it silk? Uh, and no, it, don't leave Amanda. Yes, I'm gonna leave. Oh, I'm not. I don't feel supported. Oh. I don't feel. You are appreciated. <laughs> Wait, but is your cape not silk? Humble. Does it have a big C on the back? Yes, it does. I'll get the cape at the end. <gasps> oh my god! He got really annoyed at you for even. Well, obviously it does. That. It's made for me. I know, but it could have an M for McGonagall. Oh. That's actually a really good idea. You're yeah. an asshole, giving her ad. I know, right? All the ad at the tude, and I was supportive of you. Okay, so the jumping off of the wall part, it actually very much reminded me of the coolest thing from this. This is a perplexing statement. The best part of the second GI Joe movie. Did anyone? <laughs> did anyone see the the trailer? The trailer had the part where there's like the cobra and the G.I. Joe are like on a cliffside on ropes and they're like running at each other oh, and they're like yeah. swinging and stabbing each other with swords and yeah. cutting the ropes and things like that. This actually, it, it like reminded me of that, but the director in this is much better at like capturing action. It It's obviously CGI, the area around it, but they still made it look like it was actually happening and like, the coordination of the person who was on the rope was very good at like there was actual martial arts moves which I like like this director doesn't fuck around he's everyone's choreographed perfectly when you saw like the fighting with the lizards too when the lizards like some of them got up on the wall and stuff Mm -hmm. the actual fights between them were amazing they must have had like somebody fighting it out with them in a green suit yeah like like in the T-Rex suit and like fighting with (laughs) them and like in the green screen area that'd be so awesome if it was actually one of those T-Rex suits and they just painted (laughs) it like greens to be like a green screen uh, but, but like then the dinosaur representatives would be like, what? what? Can dinosaurs not be in this? You got to like, like, yeah, I don't know, green face us and <laughs> make us as lizards. <laughs> yeah, a whole big thing. Yeah. The dinosaur family would be very upset. But it, would, it was kind of cool that when they had the lizards running up, it did look like a swarm of some kind of bugs or like a wave, of, like an actual wave of um, the enemy and stuff. So it was really cool. And it was like very scary and thrilling. And But uh, yeah, they're just like, I loved the, how they all could speak English. And that was just, that's something I It love. was helpful. It was helpful. Yeah. <laughs> um, definitely for Matt Damon and Pedro who mm. came there. Mm-hmm. Not knowing Chinese and not having any Europeans know Chinese just until the 1500s, but it's okay. Just that problem, yeah. Yeah, just that little problem. Um, one of the hardest languages in the world for an English speaker to learn. Right, anyway, right, uh, right. it's uh, it was good. It was it was entertaining. It was fun. Um, I love the, the, the explosions and the fireworks, giving props to China for inventing that. So that's cool. Yeah. It, yeah, it was very well done. All the action, I thought. What, what Amanda seems like she has something to say. Oh, um, no. Well, we can stay on the action for a little while. I have okay. some commentary on like the romant- romantic plot a little bit further down in oh, the okay. conversation. But yeah, we'll have to. But use- um, the action was like so much fun to watch, and this is why. Like, I knew just watching from the trailer, like I, I'm going to keep watching this movie over and over. I was telling him like this is going to be a movie that I put on in the background while like doing chores or like writing or like 
you know, just like doing like bullshit around the house, like it's just going to be this on all the time. Cause it's just like, anytime you look up, it's so beautiful and you don't really have to be invested in the plot. I can kind of picture you though, like doing chores in your house and then getting like a, like a rope and actually diving down from the stairs and like swiffering yeah. the floor. And well, then, that's like, how I do my chores. And, and, and I'm, just emulating everything. I'm just looking for a movie that's like on par with the mood that I create yeah, when I absolutely. do my chores. And I feel like this is it. I finally yeah. found it. So this will be it. And if like, if, for example, if like, a, I don't know, like a bug ever gets into your house, you're just going to be like, oh my God, I need to get it. And where's the great wall when I need it? Right. And like it's going to be a whole yeah. thing. And it's just, I have a ton of black powder just waiting <laughs> under my kitchen sink. And you know, yeah. I've been telling you that's a fire hazard. <laughs> you, you won't listen to me. It's, it's far enough stove. away from the stove. <laughs> I only like put out a few cigarettes in that cabinet. <laughs> you know, it's not a big deal. It's in Honestly, the age of black powder. Yeah. Did you know that this was set? Yeah, I've heard it in was black in the powder. black powder dynasty. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it was set in black powder. Oh, that, that's a part that's... of China. <laughs> um, that's what they're referencing it as. The explosions in this, I felt like, were very good explosions. As weird as that sounds, but they yeah. like looked really nice because yeah. some movies can't nail that mm-hmm. and yeah. for one with this many it's yeah. important that they get the explosions right and something about the special effects that they just yeah. na- maybe some of it was actual it doesn't well, look like a stock piece of footage yeah. that's like okay and we need an explosion here Ew. like clip art you know yeah. what i mean <laughs> it's fire is one of the hardest fire sorry <clears throat> boston coming out um fire, fire is one of the hardest things to um to, like I don't know with CGI and stuff whenever you see like even just like a little torch that's lit it's very much like in mm. game and video games and stuff you'll see it and you're like oh it's just very fake it's, and so yeah. this one was kind of cool with that yeah. yeah it was very well done want to bring up the romance now bring up the romance um you know what I didn't need yeah <laughs> I didn't need um the commander what's her name commander fierce one in the blue um yeah yeah blue... with the pony Armor. helmet yeah ponytail helmet um i didn't need her to have a romantic plot however i'm really happy that she had it with um pedro's character instead of matt damon's character oh yeah yes because it ultimately got him to stay and fight i think he was a little mm-hmm. bit impressed by her and but he was still willing to leave but then you know the romantic plot carried on and he wanted to stay and he had something to fight for blah 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 and like the last thing that we need is Matt Damon falling in love with another like lead character. Like I've already seen that so many times, you know, and I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. It's nice because it brings the second character. And it's very much like the Harry Potter effect when Harry doesn't get with Hermione because that would have been so obvious. But, you know, Ron and Hermione get together. So, yes, I do love Harry Potter. But, but, yeah, no, it's true because if you had Matt Damon and then, yeah, it makes it so that other character has a reason. It's not just like two random people from europe uh <laughs> just like saving china and yeah. so it's like oh no he had to stay because like matt damon clearly was just obvi- like very really passionate by it yeah and already really and he them. didn't need another reason yeah, yeah. so it, it ended up working out in the plot yeah and them trying to like get it on with the armor on and the lizards there it was like really <laughs> really weird it was kind of yeah. sexy though yeah, it was very sexy yeah. a lot of like metal on metal sounds yeah, though so that yeah, was a bit yeah, awkward yeah. but yeah it was good mm. These are capes as like covering. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to see how long you guys will just will just go. We <laughs> uh, could go longer, like, popping its head yeah. through the window, like Ooh, what's going just, on here? And then they all sang the song, which was really beautiful. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those lizards can sing. <laughs> shall we? So many shall, we shall we sing it together? Yeah, okay, yeah. Right? Yeah. One, two, three. Let's yeah. get it on. <laughs> <laughs> you 
with Barry White. I yeah. like it. I like it. The only song you're allowed to have sex to. Okay. Hello. I was going to do Kiss the Girl. Oh, Kiss the Girl. But, oh, wait. That would have been so much But better. let's get it on. It's better, I think. I was going to do Nine Inch Nails closer. <laughs> but I'm a romantic. Right. <laughs> Just classic Chris. So I think that Matt Damon was, though he was very stereotype good guy in this i think that even though he had those very boy scoutish qualities i still found his character very interesting for some reason Mm -hmm. maybe it was because of the um he's learning about the other culture during it but i think that they actually did it pretty well it's probably because of the director it's not an american director it was probably more of a step into oh well we'll get this some play in America by having Matt Damon in it, yeah. but it doesn't seem like he's like coming in and saving the day. It seems like he's like actually learning from the other culture, mm-hmm. and so when he does like kind of uh, you know he makes sacrifices to save the wall, the other characters grow to like him and stuff. But it's not like he's like oh now you're the king of the wall like it's, it's not right. like that happens. It's just like now you're a good person. Yeah, yeah. and you also have that transition from thief, petty criminal not so great guy to like this altruistic i found something to sacrifice myself for and i can really get into it sort of thing and we all love that every man sort of plot and i think that they did it really well where i love that in the end he actually left and pedro sort of stayed because i feel like in movies like this they always have yeah the characters just like oh well now i'm just gonna live in china and defend this wall all the time i I feel like that's what most movies would go with but the fact that he actually went back to where he's from kind of having learned all of the stuff from this adventure and then his friend pedro is basically a completely different person by the end and so amanda you love romance plots I've never heard you say that one is unnecessary Is, is it just because in this movie they didn't do it well or i believe i said the uh rogue one one was unnecessary Oh, right. oh, and I'm calling you a liar. <clears throat> oh, okay. I um, am a liar. I, I, do, lie I a lot. do love romantic plots. I am a hearty fan of like terrible Hallmark movies, specifically for the romance stupid movies that they put out. But like in big blockbusters, there's so much more going on. And when they try and shoehorn it in yeah. just to get a romance plot in there, that really fucking annoys me. Like I can't like... Well, it's annoying because they're trying to make this female character actually have a reason to be in the movie. Right. Other, and why like, can't and she just be badass? Oh, like, no, why? because the only reason she can be there is so she is like... Make babies with figure. everyone. Yeah, <laughs> so she can be like the love again and throw yeah. in a sex scene or whatever. It's, and yeah, that's the only reason. It's so different when there's it's something other than a romance movie hmm. and you just try and shove it in there. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Jabba has to laugh yeah, at that. He does. <laughs> he loves um, sexual puns. Tension is always so much better than like a full follow through of like, and now they kiss in a in a big blockbuster like this for me because it's kind of like, oh well, they won't they. That's so much more interesting than like, and then they got married and lived happily ever after. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I like how at the beginning, did I ever talk about them getting captured? Did we talk about that? No, we haven't talked about yes. them being captured. I like that the Europeans, when they, they're they captured, the 
Chinese are acting very nervous about them and very scared and very curious. And I think that it's cool that Matt Damon and Pedro Pascal have no idea why. And just the way they're worked into the whole situation when they're finally in their cells and you actually start hearing the attack happening. I thought that was a really cool moment where it's just like... It's a good way to introduce it. Yeah. yeah. And it was the first time that they showed the monster in the movie, which was cool that we're also seeing the monster at the same time that Matt Damon's like hearing it through his cell, which I thought was a really cool thing. But also the hostility at the very beginning is cool because then at the end when he leaves, it's like the opposite kind of it. It's a very warm send off. Yeah. Well, I like it um, also because it does tie in historically like uh, China itself was very hesitant towards foreigners coming in. I mean, they had their whole blockade where they didn't let any um, foreign missionaries come in. And it wasn't until like they, I don't very, very long after, like even the 1600s, they let for, um, Europeans in, but only a few. It was very much like the Forbidden City, like no other outsiders were allowed in. And so it, it kind of made it, it feel as though it was going to be a historical biopic of the Great Wall and then the Lizards game. So <laughs> that was <laughs> the Lizards game. <laughs> like the Lizard Monsters game. But um, that made it good because it wasn't, it wasn't like, oh, look at these white saviors that are coming in that we can learn from and they can trick us because we're like the the idiots the like foreigners or whatever and so that's um that's something that i kind of like that take that they had on it and it wasn't like they just initially came in and saw them as you know i don't know saviors from a far away kind of thing mm. so that was good yeah what did you guys think about towards the end it starts getting very dramatic the wall starts being overrun and they kind of have to fall back a little bit, and it seems as if the wall's going to get taken. Do you think that that's just, like, the cheesy type thing where you are you know that it's going to be solved, but they kind of are just like, oh, well, then the last thing that would have to happen on the amped-up scale would be, like, they're about to lose the wall, and then, but all of a sudden, they save the day. Do, do you think that that was a little too cheesy, or do you think it fit right in with the movie? I think it was too cheesy, but it's exactly in line with every movie that every action movie that's been coming out especially Mm -hmm. around superheroes and i mean these people are basically superheroes right in this movie right everybody's a superhero Uh, essentially yeah um except that one guy in the yellow he for some reason he was like the least the blue guy was cool and the red guy but the yellow guy didn't do that much he was like yeah it did sound like power rangers what if this is a power ranger origin (gasps) Shut up, guys. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. Did we not sit through and see the scene at the very end where Zord comes in? (laughs) (laughs) Is his name Zord? I don't know. Oh, my God. Well, because Zed was kind of like... I don't know. That would be interesting if this was an origin movie. And they were the first putty men kind of thing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Did we we just just discover it? (laughs) Having already seen it, we now know that um, this is... The reptiles had that button on their chest, too, where they punch it and they would explode. Right, right, right. (laughs) <laughs> they would. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just think it falls right in line with every big end of the world. If we don't do this exact thing at this exact moment, everything's going to crumble and all will be lost sort of thing. So it is cheesy, but I think it's what audiences have come to expect when they go mm-hmm. out and see a big action movie now, which is kind of sad. And I'm waiting for a movie that's going to kind of break that up. What did you think of the ending, Kim? Um, I thought it was good. It was pretty predictable, but it was good. Mm. Um, uh, definitely the ending with a big scene. I was I screamed a lot. Obviously, I know it. I remember. Um, yeah, I, nice <laughs> I can't hear out of my left scary. ear. <laughs> it, I think the coolest. Am I, were you going on? Do you have more to say, Kim? Well, no. I was just gonna say it's very <laughs> like talking, so I could talk. <laughs> <laughs> you may talk now, Chris. <laughs> 
I think that the black powder, I thought that was a very good way to kind of end the threat. There was sort of that very, very large explosion at the end from the whole stash. And it's kind of cool that Matt Damon's character was looking for black powder. And then the fact that in the end, they kind of use just all of the black, not all of it, but they use a ton of it to basically just blow up everything. And actually kind of in saving the day, sort of blow up part of the wall. Yeah. And it's yeah. so it's sort of it's cool because it's like oh well that's how the walls now slightly damaged in areas it's not because of normal wear it's because <laughs> lizards. lizards and black powder explosions that's a real thing that happened guys and we well, saw it it does tie it in is yeah it definitely ties it in the fact that like that because it, it didn't really make sense because they're like oh they're in search of the black powder and then it doesn't really come up as much in the end and it's like oh that tied it in like he was like redeemed and I guess and. I don't know, thought that their plight was higher and better and went back to Europe and uh, told them that they didn't find any. So that was good. And I like that they they didn't show too much of like the after the after after like they didn't show too much of when Matt Damon leaves. I hate when a movie like goes on way too long with the ending that this one was kind of short and sweet. I thought at the end just kind of ends. Anything else anyone wants to mention? So we're rating this from zero to four Great Walls. How many Great Walls are you going to give it, Kim? I'm going to give it a two and a half. Two and a half Great Walls out of four. Okay. Amanda? Four. Four out of four. Doubling down. So I believe the movies that Amanda has given a four to are Furious 7 and The Great Wall. I'm a completely irrational mess of a person, but I loved this movie. Probably not a four, probably like a three and a half. I loved <laughs> this movie. I think two and a half. Yeah, I, I really enjoy it, but it's obviously not it's not award winning material. It's nothing it's like that. It's not good. It's it's not great, yeah, but it's it's fun. It's just a lot of a lot of fun. And it's I so would fun. definitely watch it again, I think. Well come yeah. over anytime. It's just gonna be playing on a loop <laughs> in the background. Well for me personally, like I did I found it really enjoyable. It was fun, it was action packed and it was good. But um I being a history major and like loving historical accuracy, really could not get past the fact that um none of this was close to real i mean i know there's lizards and they're attacking the great wall but like come on there's certain little they're from europe they're from europe <laughs> like they have yeah. an america a full-on american accent like and pedro kind of but like yes it's they're not from anyway whatever but yes two and a half for me <laughs> <laughs> lizards not a problem european accents definitely a problem. if it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense like right. i understand Just that the relax. lizards are attacking everybody, i get it but like they're not from america down. it's supposed to be in like the 1200s america didn't even exist then like it doesn't like it's just it how did they even get there they didn't even know and how did they communicate <laughs> with cut, the chinese cut. like it just doesn't make sense Pull but the, the lizards does the lizards make sense i'm making the kills that makes sense Chris. guys <laughs> whatever okay. and kim is now the podcast conspiracy theorist <laughs> who we call whenever we need a crazy theory about about a movie okay so we've reviewed the great wall so i think that's about it for today we're gonna be back again for season two episode two nice next month and we will be seeing you uh round